even IT professionals are humans. You know? So we miss the human touch. You know? So beyond all the brainstorming on, you know, on all the collaboration tools that we have, you know, finally, uh, it's, it's that human touch that matters. Welcome to the Conversations That Matter podcast from Unifor, the podcast that dives into real conversations that are happening in contact centers around the world. Here, you'll experience exciting interviews with well-known thought leaders, hear compelling stories from industry experts, gain fresh insights on contact center best practices and more. So grab a beverage and tune in as we get real with Conversations That Matter. Welcome back, everyone, to another podcast. I'm your host, Randy Starr. You're listening to Conversations That Matter, a podcast for contact center professionals. And I have with me Umesh Sashdev. He's the CEO and co-founder of Unifor. Welcome, Umesh. Thank you, Randy. It's great to be back here and do another episode of Conversations That Matter with you. Yeah, I know. I'm super excited. Uh, so last uh, time we, we chatted with Mike Small and talked about the BPO industry and the future of that. And this time around, we're going to change it a bit and talk about AI and automation within the insurance industry. So I'd love to hear from you, who you've invited to the show. Absolutely. Randy, for the topic that you, you've chosen today, I decided to go around the world to one of the top CIOs in the insurance world that I know of. His name is Saurabh Chatterjee. He's the CIO uh, and president at the India arm of Allianz General Insurance. It's called Bajaj Allianz General Insurance. Great. He's been a personal friend to me for many years, uh, but also a customer and partner of Unifor. So it's both personal and a fun conversation that I'm looking forward to. Awesome. So let's uh, bring him on. Saurabh, welcome. And it's an absolute pleasure to have you join us in this episode of Conversations That Matter. Good morning, uh, Mesh. It's absolute. It's my pleasure to be here and uh, great to see you in person. Saurabh, you and I have known each other now for close to four, maybe five years. I was just telling the community before you came on, one of the top CIOs that I've known in the insurance industry around the world. You're obviously in India. You are president of IT uh, at Bajaj Allianz General Insurance Company. You also had business. You had the web sales and the travel verticals at Bajaj. It's been my honor and pleasure to, to know you. And now through this medium to get the community to know you better. I'm very excited about this conversation. No, same here, Ramesh. I think it's it's a pleasure uh, being here. And as I always say, I'm a digital enthusiast first, you know, more than the titles and more than what I do. And I can't complain at what I'm doing because once you create things and then you have got to execute those, you better be clear on what, what you're doing. So it's great to be here. Absolutely. So Saurabh, to get today's conversation started, I'm going to ease you in into uh, some Q&A, but I'm going to use the fact that we are close friends to also add some tough questions at the end. I hope you're okay with it. But to get this started, the first one I'd I'd ask is for the community that's joining us today and watching this this podcast, why don't you tell us what your role at Bajaj Alliance is? What do you do? And also, what does Bajaj Alliance General Insurance do in general? Sure. Let me start with what the company does. So this is a joint venture in India between Bajaj FinServ, which is one of the largest... uh, both an NBFC and two insurance arms that, that are there. So it's a financial services company. And uh, the JVs, there are two joint ventures with Allianz, uh, which we again know is the largest insurance company in the world. And uh, the general side of insurance, uh, just for the viewers in the different parts of the, you know, this thing is uh, PNC plus health. 
what it refers to is PNC insurance and, and health insurance combined. And that's what we do. Just to give you an idea of the size, what we handle, we are looking at around 140 million customers, around 72 million active customers on any given point of time. And we sell everything from the retail lines from like auto, uh, which is essentially four-wheelers, two-wheelers, you know, the commercial vehicles, to health insurance, to travel insurance, home insurance, and then obviously the corporate side this is the retail side, you know, marine engineering, you know, liability and those large brands. Now coming to what I do, there's a very interesting role, uh, you know, that I, that I, that I have here. Uh, as I said, I am a tech enthusiast, so I, I like tinkering with things, you know, going on. So what I do is apart from being a CIO and a CTO, I also sell what I actually create, which means the digital sales, anything that we uh, do or sell through our digital assets, whether it is our website, whether it's our app, whether it's our AI-enabled bot, all those things are through, through either either a CMSC or, uh, or, or traffic coming on through different assets, I sell them. There's also an interesting thing I do, you know, if this was not enough, you know, what I also run is the agency part of agency business for our travel business. Because so travel is both vertical, is both digital, as well as it is more intermediated as well through the travel agents. So I do that. So in a nutshell, you know, while being a digital enthusiast was not enough, I, as I said, I create and then I sell. So you have to think strategy and you have to do execution. I can't escape that. You know, as my CEO says, you know, you can't escape because you are everything, you know, as long as you are taking care of and, and doing things what you're saying, you know, we are okay. That's great. And I've always known you sort of to have that entrepreneurial energy, even though it's a large corporate that, that you're a part of, you bring that energy to the, to the business. But, you know, you spoke of some staggering numbers, uh, 140 odd million subscribers, 70 odd million active customers, any part of the world, those are large subscriber bases to talk of. You know, I remember a few months ago when India went into a whole national lockdown and it was a pretty harsh lockdown where a lot of businesses were just forced to shut down. What were the steps that you as a business had to take both to keep your customers in mind, but also to keep your business running? No, absolutely. This is a very pertinent question, Omesh. And I, I always say that there is no better learning than actually learning on the job. When you are right in the middle of it, you know, uh, if I, I would be, you know, uh, it would not be uh, right if I said, if I said that we would be, we were prepared for it, right? There were so many surprises along the way. But in a way, we were. What, what we had done, in the last two years was a consistent uh, strategy of remote working. What I mean by that is, you know, let me put, I know these are the nuts and bolts of, you know, what we do as, as, as you know, as IT heads or CIOs. So what we said is the world is coming to a point uh, wherein remote working will be the norm. And this was a realization prior to the lockdown. So in India, when the, when the Indian Prime Minister announced the uh, lockdown uh, on 23rd of March, a week before that, we did a drill. A drill like a fire drill, which did a work from home drill, you know, where, where at, at least in all our HO, you know, the, the, the home office that we have in Pune in India, we had everyone working uh, from home and remotely log in. And that was that, that kind of served as the uh, trigger for us to say, while we are okay with some of the things, here are the things that we need to work on. And, and, and that was the start for it. What helped us was last two years, we have been on a consistent, uh, you know, uh, kind of a execution approach in terms of making sure that applications are ready to be working in at scale 
outside the data center which essentially meant you know many or many putting some of these applications on the cloud putting some of these applications ensuring that the security is taken care of and that's why when the switch was flipped we were very well prepared now so this this was one part which which helped us i think the the, the second part uh, was was and you and i had this conversation before on on the self service piece so whether it is the contact center whether it is the the, the bot that we had uh, the ai enabled bot that we had worked on for last two years this was ready so when overnight you know things kind of uh, put, were put into a standstill while people in the in the contact center were not there because many of them actually returned back to their either hometowns or or, or were not at their working places right working cities we were prepared because the self service was there was it was enabled for us and that that kind of sailed us you know through this you will be very happy to know that you know that we actually uh, did more than like you know 30 40 lakhs when i say indian indian you know numbers i'm talking about but you're talking about you know 3 to 4 million policies we did around 2 million claims during that time that, that 30 to 45 days and it kind of helped us uh, in 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 the whole thing so when i say hindsight a lot of things worked for us but there were a lot of learnings as well and i i'll talk about two learnings you know which which i always say uh, opened up our eyes one is you can control everything but you cannot control the end user and so you know me as an end user i i can tell you with you know a lot of confidence that i am not a not a uh, no uh, someone who can who you can troubleshoot with very easily you know while i am the cio when you are actually i am you know someone on my own team on the other side i am an impatient user i am an impatient you know end user and that was a learning because not every person as is on the same page in terms of what they are not able to describe what they are facing what issues they are facing and therefore there is there is an element of intelligence but there is also an element of empathy that you know that the support teams need to have that that was one one big thing the second is when you are sitting in your home uh, you can do so much about endpoint security you can do so much about organizational you know uh, the the it assets that you have but then when you are sitting at home if you are looking at sensitive data how much can you stop you know having your own personal assets and you know the the, the whole paradigm around data security kind of changed that was our, our second and the uh, the biggest learning around it and finally as i always mention and i think i mentioned in my the economic times ci article as well wherein uh, even it professionals are humans you know? so we miss the human touch you know so beyond all the brainstorming on you know on all the collaboration tools that we have you know finally uh, it's it's that human touch that matters which is what i you know we, we still miss you know as because the lockdown is not entirely over absolutely so i think this is this is a lot of insight and learning from an industry leader like you said doing 3 to 4 million policies during the lockdown when big parts of the industry did not know how to how to move forward your business was humming but i want to pick on the last point that you just mentioned on the human aspect and that ETCIO article that you wrote i want to quote you a line from that but you say however one thing will be the same both before the lockdown and now in the post lockdown world that even it professionals are at the end of the day human beings who need to connect socially with one another in person and this need will never disappear right of course when i read this i related to it tremendously personally but i want you for the community to elaborate your thoughts even as you were penning this in the article what made you write this sure so to you know to be very honest about the article this was written at uh, you know 
10:30 at night and this was where uh, you know i had a i had a deadline like you know like all uh, you know it professionals you know when there's a deadline looming you know there is i knew i had to finish it by midnight however the thought process was always there you know and this is the scam straight from the heart so essentially this was not made up and i obviously had a had a deadline but i had to write it there are a couple of things you know which which i, I was uh, when i was asked to write that article and pen on my thoughts uh, which went on through my mind number one everyone talks about the tech aspects and i think there's a lot of mechanical thinking around it you know while with all the buzzwords you know the ai ml all that is very good right essential you know and needed i think one of the elements that we forget is between the art and science of things you know so while the science is taken care of where is the art and that's that holds true in being an it professional that all also holds true you know the industry that i come from as insurance right whenever there is a claim you know you can actually take care of the claim in terms of the financial amount right but where is the empathy around it you know you don't you, you cannot cry on the you know on the on the shoulder of of a bot or you can't cry on the shoulder of you know of siri or you know or, or whatever google assistant right you have to you need a human on you know on that and that's what sort of you know sort of happened or went through my mind because during the lockdown the there was one of the essential elements was empathy which was probably missing because of the human touch and what i mean by that is when you meet in a setting you know finally we are all human beings when you meet in a setting which is an office office setting or or you know sort of a gathering you know with, with inside or outside you tend to have that that is more you know that that feeling is accentuated you know you tend to take care of each other whether it is problem whether it is a you know a water cooler conversation whether it is a side you know a passing conversation just a remark you know saying how you are or how you're doing i think that goes a long way in making sure you know as 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 professionals you know we are balanced and going in a certain direction somehow this lockdown you know puts us back you know while working from home is great in terms of you know the productivity and some of the other things i felt that this was one thing and we found that out very very uh, clearly in that came out during the user conversations that we have had during the lockdown i'll give you another example uh, we have a large partner base what i mean by that is a large intermediary base including you know banks including agents and a large age large there's a large agent community mm-hmm. what we found some of the best suggestions that came for improving the end user experience have come from this agent community by not just interacting with them but actually interacting with them and their thoughts on how we should not lose the human touch mm-hmm. and and that sort of you know made me these were the, the different thoughts you know which were going on in my mind uh, not just as it as a professional but also you know the the stakeholders that we serve the, the community we live in and that becomes uh, very crucial for us as we get into this new mode of working you know in the new uh, post lockdown uh, kind of sort of the world absolutely and spoken like a true leader sort of leaders have to think 360 degrees about their people about not just physical health but mental health as well and now for a short break let's learn more about unifor unifor is a global leader in conversational service automation the company's vision is to disrupt an outdated customer service model by bridging the gap between human and machine using voice ai and automation so that every voice on every call is truly heard. For more information about Unifor, go to www.unifor.com, email podcast at unifor.com or tweet at Unifor. And now back to the podcast. In continuing the theme on transformation startup, 
the buzzwords today obviously are around artificial intelligence and automation. What is the role of AI and automation that you see in the insurance industry at Bajaj Allianz? And can they really impact the bottom line of the company? No, absolutely. I think they, they have a huge impact. You know, So I, I always say, to me, AI and ML... Uh, and Umesh, you know, I'm not a stickler for, you know, buzzwords, you know, I actually hate buzzwords, uh, but, you know, they are, they are useful, of course, you know, to talk about things or to put a context or a reference. But see, the key thing that I see is intelligence. Everything that we today are doing has the, the, the smart element, you know, of, of sort of, you know, or the intelligent element has to be now built in. I believe that the smart and security has to be by design, you know, not as an afterthought what we build you know so it's not a normal functionality we will you know end to end and say this works it has to be able to learn and self-correct which are the basics of you know what what ai and ml offer so when you look at us we have reimagined intelligence as being embedded across the value chain right from customer acquisition to customer servicing whether we do renewals and endorsement or to the claims processing, or to the backend, uh, you know, the kind of the, the all the reinsurance or, or the backend processing that we do. Even in terms of the report, reporting, the regulatory reporting, or the internal, you know, consumption of how, how the data democratization is happening within the company everywhere. So it's sort of embedded. Now, when you started right up front, right, the industry you are in, you know, I, I think that you probably coined the term conversational UI, you know, I use that, you know, conversational, uh, you know, that aspect of it. It has to start right from there. So we sort of looked at each one of these blocks and then said across the value chain, how we can embed the intelligence in each one of these buckets. I'll give you an example. I think I talked about the COVID times, the, the board that we had enabled beyond the functional aspect, beyond the, you know, the, the, the front end and the user journey. What helped us was were we able to reduce the metric that we use? Are we able to reduce the machine-to-man transfer percentages during the COVID times? So essentially, how smart you know is this is the machine getting to be able to answer all sorts of user queries, you know, or all sorts of user problems and resolve them end to end, rather than you know doing even if it's at the last stage. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of the metrics. The second thing that we used was on the underwriting. On the uh, insurance companies do a lot of, you know, we, we take care of a lot of policies. We underwrite a lot of policies. Machine learning there, uh, we're looking at embedding and is is not just an automated decision making, but a smart decision making, which essentially means that we are able to, we are taking a certain path on underwriting decisions. Are we taking them for X percentage of the time? And if you're seeing that percentage go up or go down, we know that we are going in a certain direction. Why should a machine not take over and the human should be more either at, you know, at, uh, more in a support and they can probably do more inter- more interesting things, more complex underwriting. I think the best example of, of the machine learning for us has been, or, or the successful example has been on the back end on uh, our health claim. So insurance companies also deal with a lot of, you know, the fraud element, fraudulent, you know, while nine out of 10 customers, you know, are, are, are in that positive range. There is that one, you know, one or two, which which actually uh, there's a lot of uh, reporting of the fraud. And that kind of spoils the experience for the rest of the nine, right? Because insurance companies try to get into a lot of, you know, a lot of checks and balances and all that. That has been our best example where we have been able to not just get uh, machine learning has been able to get us 
real indicators, real, you know, kind of, you know, sort of able to flag the cases that, that we need to, to uh, investigate or watch out for. Also, it has improved over a period of time to a point where we are using surrogates to be able to figure out that can we not let these, uh, you know, these sort of cases enter the entire entire life cycle, you know, entire insurance life cycle right up front and stop quite right up. So some of these, uh, you know, have, have been examples on, 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 the, on the business side. On the tech side, to improve my, my own experience, you know, that I provide as a support, you know, to, to my business stakeholders, we have used that. Uh, we, are, we are now uh, looking at even, even using it for asset tracking. We are looking at, you know, some very simple day-to-day use cases which sort of, you know, increase or enhance the experience that I, as a service provider within the organization, provide to my stakeholders. So in a nutshell, the ML and the use cases or the AI use cases have been across the board. Obviously, you can't do everything, you know, at, at the same time. And what we believe is given our scale, we don't do it as a hobby. It's very easy to do POCs, you know, as a techie, it's very easy to do POCs and pilots, right? Uh, sort of, but if you are able to scale, unless you are able to scale these, the true value uh, is not realized by the organization. So we look at it from a very clear sense that is it a top line? Is it a bottom line? Uh, you know, oriented project? Is it a customer uh, service oriented, customer experience oriented project? Or is it something that you're doing for the future? Unless it fits that criteria, you know, we don't pick a project just for the, you know, uh, the, the sake of it. And that's how we have been around it. But overall, AIML, we're just getting started. A lot of things to do. And as I always say, it's a journey. You know, it, it, it's not really foolish of me to say that, you know, that we are near the end. It truly is a journey. <laughs> In getting any of your transformation initiatives adopted, specifically, let's take AIML and automation, what were your learnings in getting uh, an organization which, like you said, is, is a humming machine, but you're bringing on a big change? What's been the experience of getting change adopted within the organization? No, a fantastic question, Omesh. I think uh, that's where a lot of lot of projects and you know the, the transformation journeys go, uh, you know, uh, go off the road uh, because of the change management aspect. See, by I would probably you know uh, mention a few challenges and then say um, uh, whether we have overcome all of them. I don't know. You know. The time will tell. But but let me you know let me attempt to answer that question in two ways. One. People are a big aspect. Again, I come back to that whole people aspect. Right? Whatever you do, whatever you say, end of the day, it is the organization is around people. Customers are, you know, are people. My partners and agents are people. So unless we get the change element right by telling them and getting their buy-in in terms of what's in it for me, it doesn't go anywhere. Now, what's in it for me is a very, uh, you know, when you think about it, it's a simple question, but when you actually get into the, you know, the, uh, the depth of it, it's a difficult question to answer. Is each one of them is different. While their roles are different, so when I, when I start with, say, customers, very easy, make it simple, make it convenient, make it straight through, you know, in, in my world, in the insurance world, they will say, and I want everything, you know, in, in, in one click or no click at all, right? You know, so obviously that doesn't happen, but that's their perspective. When you go to the internal teams, you know, they will talk about, is my life simpler? You know, from today, I spend whatever, you know, X amount of time, you know, doing a task. Tomorrow, it should be, you know, uh, one-tenth of that or, or one-twentieth of that. Unless you do that, you know, don't even ask me for change because I've been doing this for the last 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, right? 
there's that mindset element in terms of why should i even listen to you know something new coming because it's a, a it's a learning for me second unless you're reducing my time by by 1/10th or 1/20th you know it doesn't help so there is there's a way you know fixed in their mind you know and then and that for that you need to give very compelling reason for them to move on to you know, so it comes down to that you know that 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 uh, uh, what's in it for me when you come come to you know uh, the, our partners or you know our intermediaries again the same question you know will you be able to process my policies faster my claims faster will you be able to release my uh, the distribution commissions that i that i earn you know much faster on a real time basis unless you do that it's not it's not good. so what's in it for me is one one you know one uh, one very important thing the second uh, challenge that i uh, that i see is uh, a pertinent question on why change mm-hmm. when things are working why change you know so it's sort of a uh, sort of that dilemma in terms of what's uh, working today may not work tomorrow the world is changing at a much faster pace and therefore you need to destroy your own business dyob right and and then you know and disrupt not destroy disrupt and then move you know move to a completely new way of thinking i think that's where a a top down push and 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 a bottom up uh, sort of champions identifying some of the champions you know for change across the organization has helped us a little uh it has helped us you know go in that direction but it's a difficult question to answer uh, because depending on who you are where you are in your role how many years you have spent you know and and the kind of thinking you know that you have in terms of forward looking or more status quo but i am very good at what i do you know please don't get me wrong that people are you know or don't want to you know do things which are you know, right for the organization but it's working why fix something that that ain't broken and that kind of uh, mindset but i think that that disrupt your own business dyob is something that it's a difficult conversation to have but we need to have and finally i always believe that large programs transformation as i as i said on ai and ml these are uh, journeys you take uh, them uh, you know think about the overall vision but you execute them in parts uh the benefits accrue over a period of time so this is not magic you know uh, that that you know that you will get benefits right you know next uh, next month or three months or within the next year these are multi year journeys and uh, therefore that patience and constant dialogue and communication within the organization is very it's essential to make sure that uh, everyone realizes where we are and the, the, the vision and the and what is put, what is being put in place along the way these are sort of the jigsaw puzzles these are like you know puzzles not everyone may be aware of in terms of where one fits but it's important to be able to communicate them uh, that that we are taking these and you know putting it together and here's how it comes together moving on to our next segment sort of this is a game that we call what's behind that post and what i will do is i will bring up one of your recent social media posts that you put up i'm going to ask you to tell us what was behind that post so i can see there are two posts here that you did one was around promoting the the literacy specifically in india and the other was around mental health and these two are very recent you recently put these up obviously you have lots of followers on social media please tell us what was behind these two posts sure the first one uh, you know the abc's of caring for yourself i think this was done on the uh, international literacy day and we sort of uh, look at literacy in terms of the education levels and of course you know uh, being able to read and write but uh, we we went on in a, on a campaign on the digital marketing side you know we were we were doing campaigns around 
let's go behind the scenes and look at ABCs of insurance. Because, uh, you know, what we see today in India, and, you know, I, I know it's different in different parts of the world in terms of the products, but we see a low insurance penetration. And one of the things is awareness, where there are two aspects of, of insurance. Either you are underinsured or not insured. Now, the not insured could be a financial aspect, uh, you know, in terms of being able to, to afford insurance. But we were more focused on underinsured and what you are covered for. So people who can afford and who know that it's not that expensive and, you know, even people who cannot afford, how do we make it, uh, you know, more affordable for them uh, in terms of the, you know, the financial inclusion and all. But do you really know the awareness or there's a, to spread the awareness about insurance? Do you know what it does for you, the benefit that it provides, uh, you know, for you? Uh, there have been incidents around floods uh, recently in the country. There have been insurance. Of course, COVID has brought out the health aspect, you know, right up front, the debate around it. So the whole idea about this was, uh, from our brand standpoint, was caring for yourself. But more importantly, on Literacy Day, we wanted to talk about, you really know about insurance. You may be literate, but are you insurance literate? You know, that was the theme or, you know, sort of the message that we wanted to. The second one uh, was on the, uh, wasn't done on the uh, mental uh, health. And what we've realized, there's a, there's a personal aspect of this, you know, around this. What we have seen, and I've seen within my teams also, there is a lot of, while the physical health uh, is, is something that is uh, overtly available, I think we don't talk about this topic about mental health. And um, uh, we realized that during lockdown, this was one of the uh, key factors or you know, influencing not just the, uh, the the working of the team members, but also in the way that, uh, you know, how they are, uh, what's, what's keeping them from performing at their, you know, not just at the best level but what is happening in their lives and we have noticed that um, there were a lot of things which we don't talk about and this was more around a creating that awareness and we actually walked the talk you know, from an organization standpoint we extended a mental health uh, service or a helpline to not just our employees but even to their families at completely you know at, at, at zero cost for them and not just that we did not we said it very very clearly on our front that this is completely confidential, not even at an aggregate level, we would know anything about it. We won't even know that whether you call that number or not. This is the, you know, we want to care for you. And that was the idea behind this, that A, create awareness, and second, uh, you know, bring it out in the open, because sometimes you don't talk about these topics, you know, very openly. So I will thank you for taking the initiative, like these, these topics are not openly spoken of, and thank you for, for your leadership, Saurabh. Now, Saurabh, we've come to the last segment of this conversation, and to end it on a fun note like we usually do, this segment of conversation that matter is corporate fire. So the idea is I'm going to ask you a series of questions mainly related to you and your personal life, and I'd expect rapid answers. Are you ready? Okay. No. I have to be <laughs> not the answer, but I am, yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's ease you in with the theme of today. Uh, first one, are you a morning or an evening person? Evening. You can evening person. What's your favorite cuisine? Thai. Thai uh, cuisine. Favorite uh, either in Pune or any other part of the world. You asked a favorite restaurant? Yes. There are many. I, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a person that, uh, you know, uh, there's no favorite restaurant, you know, wherever I find uh, there's a, there's a new cuisine or something new to try out, you know, something fun to try out. You know, I, I just go there and you know, 
this was of course pre-COVID. Now I've become, uh, I've, I've started to, I've uh, started to cook a little. So I know a few cuisines that I could cook up, you know, in that at home as well. What's the best dish that you cook? So have you have you heard about you know those canned foods like chickpeas you know which are which are available you know in 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 you know so you know to be to be fair you know I've I've you know I am an expert at that you know you should you should let me cook that for you sometime very easy to make and you know and and just you know I, I know the the right set of automation and all the AIML put in you know the the sauces put in and I can cook you a great meal. What was your first job? my first job was uh, a campus role during my engineering days uh, where uh, we had to get some uh, advertisements you know, for our uh, college magazine or college newspaper so we had to go out to the different brands and actually sell a newspaper or a concept which was not there because we were still working on it but still make the others you know believe that they will they will reach out to a large young audience and and come and advertise uh, so that was my first job excellent a mentor who has influenced you the most so there are a couple of people you know two, a couple of people one of the gentlemen i would uh, mention is uh, mr nanu pannani he passed away earlier this year he was uh, the first uh, ceo of city in india and a mentor to a lot of bankers he was our, our vice chairman uh, and our chairman of the bajaj venture group but not because of you know being chairman it was more around he along with my ceo who's my immediate boss mr tapan singh this is one gentleman who actually recruited me and you know i would love to tell that story but you know very in very you know brief terms it was a conversation where you are sitting right across you know the chair with a 70 year old gentleman you know who is experienced in the world uh, you know all across the world and looking you in the eye for 75 minutes and asking you questions around not what you did or what you accomplished but what were your failures and what did you learn from it that's how you know i, I got recruited and he has had a profound influence in the last uh, i've not I've worked with him for 3 4 years before he passed away but uh, i would say you know he's is is uh, you know one of the biggest influences in my life and the mentor absolutely your favorite vacation destinations are see my i my favorite vacation destination is at home and i love to you know uh, uh, relax with a good book and you know and, and sleep or watch a you know watch a good movie uh, i am not a very outdoor person so you know but but i love to you know anything that that uh, like uh, you know keeps you relaxed but yeah i mean um, any beach destination helps absolutely we are alike in that My last question today: What was the last product or service that you recommended to a friend, apart from Bajaj Alliance General, of course? The last product I recommended to a friend uh, was uh, around the streaming service. You know, one of the streaming, and I won't go into the you know, and all, all, all of them are good. But you know, I recommended something to a friend very recently. You know, around a month back, on on a streaming service, and and I believe he's very happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. You did really well in the rapid fire Saurabh. Saurabh, thank you. Like always, I have enjoyed every single conversation I've had with you either on the professional side or the personal side and this was no different. And I hope the viewers and the community can see the strong chemistry that you and I share together. I'm honored to be your friend, your partner, your final words. No, Mesh, thank you for having me. 
uh, you know, uh, this was fun. Always, as always, you know, interacting with you and the kind of questions that you have are both thought-provoking and you know, and always, you know, and, and, and fun at the same time. So, thank you for asking those. I hope I was able to get across, you know, some of our learnings and some of the things that we have been doing and I have been, you know, pursuing over the years. Uh, and it's useful you know, if you take away, you know, a couple of takeaways. You know, it'll be fantastic. And always look forward to uh, to talking to you and meeting you, you know, uh, post COVID times. You know, again, you know, in person. So thank you. I look forward to it as well, Saurabh. And to your point, I have no doubt that this conversation would be found useful by many. And I know how open you are uh, and how social you are. So for our viewers, if they want to reach out to you for follow-on thoughts or questions, uh, what's the best way to reach you, Saurabh? So I would say the best way is uh, to contact me on LinkedIn. So uh, I am there by the name Saurabh C, S-O-U-R-A-B-H-C, the Chatterjee, the last first name of, first letter of my last name. And, uh, you know, it's on linkedin.com slash Saurabh C. That would be the best way. And I would love to stay in touch and, and interact and, you know, and, and learn from you and, you know, and share my learnings. Excellent. Saurabh, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Umesh. You have been listening to the Conversations That Matter podcast by Unifor. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast player and rate and review to enable us to create relevant and valuable content for your business. If you'd like to learn more about conversational service automation, visit unifor.com. Have a great day.